Hi, I'm Daniel Lenzian, host of Western New York Soundstage from Buffalo Rising and Local Matters Studios. Western New York Soundstage is a podcast that looks to explore Western New York's creative economy through a series of conversations with artists, musicians, producers, directors, and authors from Western New York and beyond. On today's episode, I speak with Sarah T. Schwab, president of Cardinal Flicks and director and co-writer of the film Life After You. Life After You is a narrative feature film centered around a suburban family's struggle with the death of their 19-year-old son following an overdose of heroin that was laced with fentanyl. The film, which explores the question of who and what is responsible for this tragedy, was inspired by the book Life After You, What Your Death from Drugs Leaves Behind. The film will air on January 26th on Buffalo's PBS station and run into February. On this podcast, Sarah and I discuss the film, as well as her roots in Western New York and her work as a director and filmmaker. Our conversation does mention death by overdose and the importance of watching this film and discussing this difficult subject matter. Should someone you know be struggling with addiction, you can go to the film's website. That's lifeafteryoumovie.com backslash find-support. Again, lifeafteryoumovie.com backslash find-support for resources and more information. Here's my interview with Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for chatting with us today. How are you? I'm very well. I'm a little, uh, being a Buffalo native, I'm a little sad about the Bills game last night, but you know, you got to shrug off and keep on trucking and believing. Certainly, (laughs) certainly. I'm sure you're not alone in those feelings. So I guess my first question really is, are are you a Western New York native? I am. I grew up in a small town called Eden, New York, uh, which is about 20 minutes outside of Buffalo proper. And uh, I went to school at SUNY Fredonia, which is still Western New York. Gotcha. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, I currently teach at Fredonia, so it's so nice to speak to an alum um, on the podcast. Is there a story from your early life that connects to what you do now? I always knew that I wanted to be a writer somehow. And I think the first time that I felt that somebody championed that was my second grade teacher. I believe her name was Mrs. Holden. And we wrote uh, short short stories and uh, put them together in class and mine was on the front page and that just felt like so good that's something I wanted to do which was to storytell was recognized and I was like oh good so writing has always been a part of me uh, growing up in the wild of Eden surrounded by trees and and cornfields and cow fields and all of that and I'm an only child and would just run around making things up in my head and then I studied at SUNY Fredonia, like I said, had wonderful, wonderful uh, teachers there. I was an English major for my bachelor's as well as my master's degree at the school. Just something about writing and being part of the vagina monologues for all those years and acting and all of it sort of became, became, you know, gelled, Mm. especially when I got to New York City uh, after I graduated and I met this plethora of talented, talented actors and writers and playwrights and got into theater and, you know, everything just snowballed from there, getting into film. And, you know, one thing led after an, after another, really. 
When you moved to New York, did you have the intention of kind of being a storyteller or being involved with theater and film? Or was it something that was sort of happenstance? I'm just interested kind of in the steps between um, Western New York and New York City and sort of being an English major to being a director. I was scared out of my mind moving to New York on my own. And uh, this is right after my father had passed away. But there was something in me that I just like I needed I needed to fulfill something inside of myself. And so I did actively go to watch theater as much as I could afford at that age. Mm. Uh, slowly got immersed into a theater company called Rattlestick Playwrights Theater. And they they produced just wonderful, wonderful work with some very well-known uh, names. Uh, and it's all about the love of the project and the process of the project. So through that, I met an actor named Karen Allen, who a lot of people will know as Marion Ravenwood from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, she and I became very close friends, and she helped me start writing a play that was very near and dear to my heart, uh, in, in, inspired by the passing of my father and end-of-life questions and all of that. And that took about eight years to write. And then COVID hit, and I turned it into my second feature film. <laughs> So it was just like one thing after another. Hmm. Hmm. Um, when was the moment in your life when you knew, okay, I've arrived, I am a director, or has it happened? So in 2006, Karen Allen uh, uh, co-wrote or wrote and uh, directed her first short film, which is called A Tree, A Rock, A Cloud. And it's based on a short story by the wonderful writer Carson McCullers. And I worked behind the scenes as a PA, and I was also doing a lot of creative work with the production designer, who's an Oscar-winning uh, production designer. Uh, her name is Christy Zia, and she she's great friends with Karen. And uh, she did like Silence of the Lambs and Goodfellas and Revolutionary Road. Like, so here are these two power players on the very first movie set that I have ever worked on. And I was just beguiled by it. It was just all the different crew members and actors working together as a team to make something beautiful. And I knew I wanted to do that. I wanted to be part of that. So I started working on as many projects as I could on different uh, in different groups, um, different uh, you know different areas of production. And I wrote a short film called A My Name Is. And I just decided to do it. And we actually filmed in North Tonawanda for that film in Buffalo uh, at a hospital there. And the experience was extraordinary and really hard. And the opportunity came along to co-write and uh, direct a feature length film like a year later, which is Life After You, the film that's going to be on PBS uh, in Buffalo and Toronto. And I just decided to jump in the deep end of the pool, really. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> just did it. Um, I love that you were working on a, a film that was based upon a Carson McCullers short story. There's something about Carson McCullers that, it, that, that, are, that all of her stories are just so beautiful and raw and just stay with you, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, I still feel kind of so haunted by some of the work that I've read uh, by her. What is it about a story that reaches out to you and says, you need to tell me? I think it needs to be emotionally authentic. Uh, it needs 
it needs humanity in it and it needs uh primal primal emotions that any human being can or may feel sometime in their life whether that's uh you know death sexuality um fear fearful experiences uh comedy you know comedic things that make us laugh like anything like that will draw me to a story and it's got to be well written uh without hubris and you know, just something to invigorate the mind. That's what it's, that's kind of a wide uh, answer, but that's what in, intrigues me to a story. I think that that's incredible. Uh, what was the impetus for Cardinal Flicks Incorporated? So my uh, co or my producing partner, Brian Long, who I've known now for about 12 years, uh, I met him in the theater scene at Rattlestick. He and I, uh, have worked just really well together for the longest time and we produced a few uh short films prior to actually uh activating the company and we had just finished wrapping life after you in 2020 and then COVID hit and all that craziness um so we were sitting outside uh in pennsylvania away from people at that time and we we were just talking about how much we love bringing good story into the world and working with people and helping champion uh, artists who are who are really soulful and need to get their their words out there or their vision out there. So we started having that conversation uh, in the summer of 2020, and just like let's do it, let's let's start up an incorporation and. So that all of our, that we can just start really making the decisions uh, and not like waiting around for somebody to give us the opportunity, but producing the opportunity for ourselves and for others. So forgive me, Life After You predates the company. Technically, but we did produce it. So uh, yes, uh, so it's it's kind of a, a mishmash there. So it wasn't technically Cardinal Flicks at the time, but it was very soon after. Fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about Life After You? Absolutely. It is it is a courageous story that was based or that is based on true life experiences of a ladder, uh, the Ladderman family in New Jersey who lost their 19-year-old son Danny to a heroin overdose that was laced with uh, fentanyl. And nobody knew that Danny was using they think that he was very early stages of it uh, and, you know, got one bad batch and they came home after work and found him in his bedroom and he had OD'd. And obviously that is really traumatic. And the family came together and they came together with their love for their son and each other. And Linda Latterman soon after she was you know, full of emotions that I can't begin to understand, but she wanted to scare the hell out of kids and make them aware that, you know, fentanyl and the opiate stuff and all the, all the bad, bad players of drugs are out there today. And it's not just cocaine or it's not just heroin, it's cocaine. It's, you know, you don't, a lot of times street drugs, you just don't know what you're going to get. So she wrote this book, Life After You, What Your Death From Drugs Leaves Behind, uh, which you can find on Amazon. It's a great book. 
And it just detailed exactly what she saw, what happened. And she started speaking at schools and just wanted so badly for kids to understand, you know, you're playing Russian roulette with your life. And is it worth it? You know? Hmm. And that became the impetus for the film. Yeah, it was the Latterman's experience. And, and I worked uh, Florencia Lozano, who plays the lead in it plays Linda Latterman. Uh, she and I co-wrote the script together and we worked very closely with the Latterman family uh, to get it right uh, and to really hear their experiences. And we put most of those, you know, those very dramatic experiences into the film. It was partially fictionalized, uh, but for the most part, it's, it's true. Mm. Uh, this film is being showed on January 26th on Buffalo PBS. Can you talk to us about how that collaboration came to be? Yeah, the awesome uh, Buffalo Film Festival people, um, Anna and John, uh, they, he they heard the opportunity and apparently somebody from uh, PBS, WNED PBS, came to them and they were asking to see the movie because they um, are doing a beautiful initiative to talk about the drug, uh, the epidemic, drug epidemic and uh, opiates and addiction and all of that. And so they have five movies that they're going to be airing at different times um, on TV. And so uh, John and Anna uh, reached out to me, asked if, I, if they could give my email to, to them. And I said, of course. And then one thing led to another and our wonderful distribution company, Freestyle Media, uh, and the people uh, at PBS just worked it out. And here we are. That's amazing. I, I'm going to ask a question here that I know in some ways uh, is an unfair question, because I think whenever you ask any kind of artist to sort of comment directly on their work, there's so much kind of liminal space that it's impossible to sort of pin it down and say, this is what I hope. But I think it's interesting sometimes the answer that does emerge here. And so the question is, what do you hope audiences experience or feel or think about after watching the film? We took Life, on, Life After You on all over America uh, for film festivals uh, about a year. And for the most part, we had questions and answers with uh, Brian Long, myself, Florencia came to a lot, Linda Latterman and her husband Tito came. Uh, and the question and answer period afterwards was beautiful. For some people, it's too much and they need to exit, which I respect. A majority of the people stayed. And what came out of that was this beautiful dialogue about personal experiences in their lives. Uh, either they were they were or had been struggling or they knew somebody who they'd lost and they just felt very comfortable being part of a community that was a community that was communicating. And to answer your question, that communication is what I hope comes out of the film. Uh, the more people that can uh, not make it such a stigma if you're if you're hurting if if your mental health has you wanting to feel numb or is making you feel numb through substance abuse, whatever that substance is, um, then, you know, let's talk about it. Let's get this out there. And I love that it's slowly starting to happen in the news right now that uh, famous people or well-known people are starting to come out and be like, I have a problem. I had a problem and I did, I was too scared to ask for it, but now 
I know how to get help and I'm, I'm asking for it. So yeah, uh, that's what I want to come out of it. Communication, support, community, love, forgiveness, non-judgment. Hmm. Thank you. Um, I'd love to ask about, um, just as a, as a sort of Western New, of New York kind of born filmmaker, what your future goals or hopes are for either you or Cardinal Flicks or the film itself? For the film, I hope that it just has longevity and it gets out to as many places across the states, up in Canada, all over the place where this is happening. So that's for life after you. Our second film, A Stage of Twilight, uh, which stars Karen Allen and Buffalo native William Sadler, which is so cool. Uh, they, uh, that one um, has a distribution with uh, a company called Bonded 8. Um, or Buffalo 8, I'm sorry, Buffalo 8. Uh, so that is actually going to be screening in Buffalo as well at the North Park Theater. Uh, so that information is northparktheater.org. And that will be April 19th through the 25th. And I plan on to come into town for that as well. Uh, and that's the personal story that Karen helped me with that deals with a lot of things with my my father, uh, and just end of life choices. And there is a lot of humor and stuff in it too. So it's not just like another downer. So, <laughs> um, and then our third feature that we filmed last fall uh, in the Pocono mountains of Pennsylvania. Uh, we just, we're, we're finishing up the trailer and some VFX work right now, uh, which we hope to be done fairly soon. Uh, and then we're going to just hit the ground running, trying to find distribution for it and to get it out into the world. And that's a psychological thriller. So that's a little bit more like, you know, <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was actually really hard to do, but um, it was fun. And then for Cardinal Flicks, we just have a lot of other projects in the pipeline and just trying to to get good work out into the world. And I'm trying to write more. So, you know, I can, that's my passion. But yeah. Fantastic. Um, my final question is this, if there was a student or a young person right now who was in Eden uh, listening to this, do you have any advice that you might give them just in terms of being a storyteller or a filmmaker or um, even an English major? Yeah. You know, to be honest, I had a little bit of a hard time growing up where I did because I was a very quiet child and I just didn't feel like I fit in all the time. Uh, and that can be very lonely. And I didn't have a lot of self-confidence at that, at that point of my life. And I knew that I needed to find it. So going off to Fredonia was a nice first step because it was close to home, but it was still out in the world. And that helped build up my confidence. And then moving to New York City, which is like, you know, night and day from, uh, from Western New York uh, in, in good ways and not good ways. Uh, so someone in Eden or someone in Western New York who is just starting out and has goals to be in the creative arts in any way, you know, never give up. It's you're going to be pushing, you know, be aware that you're going to be pushing the rock up the mountain for a long time unless you get really, really lucky and lightning strikes in a bottle. But there are a lot of really good people out there that are willing to help you succeed and mentor you if you do your due diligence and research them and reach out because you never know who's going to help you. So never give up, never feel stuck because you're not stuck. 
That was very generous of you to say that. Thank you. Those are my questions, but I always like to end an interview by saying, is there anything that you feel left unsaid or anything that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close out today? Just that I feel really honored uh, and appreciative for you, Daniel, for uh, talking with me. Having my first feature film in my hometown just feels like such a blessing. And I don't know, there's just, I'm so, so happy about that. And I really hope that people get a chance to view it and appreciate everybody at the Buffalo News and the Buffalo Spree and you and uh, these kind of interviews for talking about it in the area. So thank you. Sarah, thank you very much for your time. It was really excellent talking to you. I can't wait to see the film and we will make sure that our listeners have all the information in the show notes so that they can check it out. Wonderful, thanks. Have a nice day. I'm really grateful I got to speak with Sarah about her film, Life After You. As I mentioned, the film will air on January 26th on Buffalo's PBS station and run into February. Should someone you know be struggling with addiction, you can go to the film's website, lifeafteryoumovie.com backslash find support for resources and more information. This episode was produced by Jessica Marinelli. Addison Schoonmacher engineered this episode. In addition to this podcast, you can check out our local event guides hosted bi-monthly on buffalorising.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show. If you like this show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Western New York Soundstage from Buffalo Rising and Local Matters Studios. Thank you.